Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your co-host, Marissa Kai Millick, registered dietitian and binge freedom coach. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Laura Grazioli is a registered dietitian with a passion for helping soon-to-be moms feel their best during pregnancy. She's a mom to a 20-month-old boy and has a baby girl on the way. Laura uses her background in prenatal nutrition coupled with her personal pregnancy experiences to help pregnant women learn how to nourish themselves and their growing babies, guide them through managing unpleasant pregnancy symptoms, and embrace the bodily changes that come along with pregnancy and motherhood. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Laura. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Great. So why don't you tell us a little more? I know we touched on it in your bio, but tell us a little more about your nutrition philosophy. My philosophy is that growing a healthy baby doesn't have to be complicated. There's so much misinformation on the internet about everything you should and shouldn't be eating during pregnancy that the journey can end up being really confusing and we lose sight of what really does help to grow a healthy baby, which is eating balanced meals, listening to our bodies when it comes to hunger and fullness to figure out how much we should be eating and staying hydrated and active. I love that. And so, you know, you mentioned how your mom, you've had your struggles with this and you've had, you've gone through it all, which I think gives you that great personal experience. So when approaching business in your goals, I mean, goals in your business, how do you approach those? Cause you know, you came from the personal experience and now you grew a business. So how do you approach goals in your business? Yeah, it can be really tough. Um, when it comes to approaching goals for my business, the most important thing for me is staying organized. And this is something that I've always struggled with between raising a toddler and being pregnant, making sure I have time for my family and then dedicating time to my clients as well. Libby's program has really helped guide me through this by helping me stay focused and organized. So I keep a day planner that I set daily goals in. And for my longer term goals, I set reminders in my phone to check in with myself at the end of each quarter to see my progress and reevaluate. I love that. It sounds like you really kind of stay on top of things, make sure that you're keeping track of your progress. So can you tell us a little more about your journey with growing this business? Yeah. So I finished my dietetic internship in 2016 and I had in my mind that I wanted to start a private practice as soon as I finished, but I also wanted to explore my options. So I interviewed for a position at the facility where I did my last internship rotation. They offered me $20 an hour and I was thinking to myself, man, I just racked up two master's degrees. I spent the last 10 months doing this internship, these internship rotations and studying for this exam. And now I'm going to dedicate all this time for $20 an hour. I'd rather work for myself, even if it means not making any money for a while, I can build something that I'm proud of. So I went home that day, I set up an LLC, I created a website, I reached out to a good friend of mine who was a practicing therapist. And she was nice enough to share some of her knowledge with me. And that was it. I started networking around with doctors and therapists. And a few weeks later, I had my first client. I knew that it would take some time to start building a clientele. So I did work as a clinical dietitian at a hospital for the first two years. 
Gotcha. Wow. Well, that's really awesome that you recognized from so early on that you were worth more. And you're like, no, I got to make this work. I got to go a different direction. (laughs) Do you have any clinical stories you want to share? Oh, I have so many clinical stories. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I... I had really mixed feelings starting my clinical job because the science nerd in me was excited to work as a clinical dietitian, while part of me felt kind of pressured into getting clinical experience before starting a full-blown practice. You know, this is something all my mentors had really stressed the importance of, so I felt like I had to pay my dues and get that experience. I started working per diem as a clinical dietitian at a trauma center when I finished my internship. And on most days when I was in ICU, I felt like I had a purpose there. But most days I was just dropping off handouts on CHF and diabetes to patients who really didn't care what I had to say at all. I think the icing on the cake for me was this one specific day when my husband dropped me off at work. He pulled up to the front of the hospital just as one of our patients was trying to escape. He was a trauma patient who had been admitted after getting into a drunken bar fight and had multiple traumas, and he was still heavily intoxicated and decided he didn't want to be there. So just as I was getting out of the car, he comes running out of the hospital in his robe, blood all over the place. My husband looked at me completely horrified as as we watched security guards tackle this guy to the ground and escort him back into the hospital. And it turns out that this man ended up being one of my patients that day. (laughs) And he was heavily sedated when I got to his room. But I remember feeling so nervous to even go near him that I tiptoed in there and I dropped off a handout on nutrition post-surgery. And I just went home that day and I was like, I think I can provide so much more value to people who are paying me for my time and actually want to hear the information that I'm providing them. And that was, that was it for me. Wow. Yeah. That's such a powerful story. You're just like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't want to be here. So clearly they don't want to hear what I have to say. And now you're able to help the people that really want to listen and really you can, you can provide a lot of value for, oh my goodness. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It really was. It was, it was crazy, crazy clinical stories, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so now you have your own business, thankfully. Yeah. And so can you talk about how you got clearer on your niche and your ideal client? Yeah, so I started getting clear on my ideal client during my first call with Libby. I remember telling her that I wanted to work with women trying to get pregnant, women who are already pregnant, and postpartum women, and she really encouraged me to just stick to one of those. So narrowing down my niche was a little scary at first because I felt like I didn't want to leave anyone out. But the clearer I got with my ideal client, the more I realized that when your niche is too broad you market and you're marketing to the masses, you end up losing people's interest. That's so true because if you speak to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. I've heard Livy say that a million times. And so yeah. it is really important. It's to, true. Yeah, to get that specificity for sure. So what changed in your business or your marketing once you had that clarity? So becoming clear on my niche and my ideal client changed the way I was marketing completely. When I started my Instagram about seven years ago, I basically just posted pictures of food and healthy recipes with like a few random nutrition tips thrown in there every once in a while. And I wasn't reaching anyone that was interested in my services. In fact, 
it wasn't even clear what my services were. So once I became clear on my niche and my ideal client, I was able to actually market to that client and reach the people that I would want to work with. Yeah, I really like that. And so how did you get that clarity? You know, you said you had to pick kind of an area from prenatal to women who are already pregnant or pregnant women. Like, how did you get to the point of just picking prenatal? So we talked about it during my discovery call with Libby. And she told me, you know, you really need to narrow it down. And I personally, I've always been interested in the whole life cycle nutrition. But on my personal journey through pregnancy, I just really enjoyed being pregnant. And I thought the whole process was so incredible. And I took really, really good care of myself during my pregnancy. And I felt like that really contributed to my feeling that way. And I wanted to be able to share that with other women and use that to empower other women to get through their pregnancies and feel the same way because it can be a really tough time. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're able to weave in your personal story and and get that connection. And I'm sure that that shows through through your content. So are you just on Instagram? Is that how you mainly market? That is how I market. I'm mainly on Instagram. I do have just a simple website, but I do just use Instagram to market. That's great. So can you explain a little bit about how you use your Instagram to market and sell? Yeah. So I try to just make sure that I'm connecting with my ideal client and that I'm a resource to them. So I've definitely been finding that the more my ideal client feels that they've connected with me, the more likely they are to use my services. So I try to be consistently active on Instagram through posts and stories. And something I've learned from Libby's program is that you have to actively sell. So I push myself to not just provide information on Instagram, but to also mention things like I'm accepting new clients. I have this many spots left in my one-on-one program. Follow the link in my bio to set up a discovery call so that followers know that I'm taking clients. Yeah. I think that so many of us at the beginning of our journey, we forget how simple it is to tell people click the link in my bio or DM me if you want coaching. It it sounds so simple, but it really is a, a huge step to take so that you can be clear like, hey, I am, I am accepting clients. I am coaching people. So I think that that is really important. And so what is your process for making the content that you put on Instagram? So this is a work in progress for me. <laughs> when I started niching down, I was spending hours on social media posts. Now I spend a couple of hours over the weekend, usually when my son is napping and I create four to five posts that I'm going to use during that week. And usually what I do is I create posts based off of questions that I've gotten from followers in direct messages or from results from polls or questions that I've posted in my Instagram stories. Nice. And so you're able to use what they're saying to create Instagram content from that. So you're actually using their words. Yes, definitely. So what has been more difficult or surprisingly easier around using Instagram to convert your followers into clients? I would say that my biggest struggle so far has been that I get in my own way sometimes. So as I mentioned earlier, I've noticed that I get clients from Instagram when I'm connecting with them which means getting on there and interacting and showing my face on stories. And this was really, really tough for me in the beginning. One, because I'm a little bit of an introvert. 
But I also always felt like I never want to say the wrong things over a direct message. And um, I also just felt really awkward showing my face. So it's definitely gotten easier over time. But my pregnancy has brought out some challenges because there have been days when I don't feel well at all and I don't want to get out of bed. And the last thing I want to do is show my face on an Instagram story. So I continue challenging myself on this because potential clients really do feel like they're wanting to work with you more when they feel more connected to you. Yeah. And I think that is really important to share. Like showing your face is important. And although it's uncomfortable, it takes time and it gets easier as you go for sure. So with respect to your offer, what is your offer? What do you sell to people? So when I started, I was just selling single sessions and, you know, Libby recommends going from single sessions to bundles. So I knew this would be my next step. But my thought was that are people actually going to really want to commit and pay all that money up front? So I was a little hesitant about it because I didn't want to price anyone out of my services. But I figured, let me follow Libby's framework. Let me trust the process. So I started offering three session bundles. And this ended up working out better than expected because the truth is that I can't crunch all of the information that my clients need into one session. So in hindsight, the three session bundle has allowed me to make sure I'm getting the right information to my clients without overwhelming them all at once. Yeah. So with respect to building that offer, you know, starting from just one-off sessions, two bundles, what's been the biggest challenge advancing and what was maybe easier than expected? The biggest challenge was just thinking, you know, are people going to want to pay for this upfront? Am I going to be pricing people out of my services? The easiest thing has been realizing, you know what, it's actually working out for the better because no one's coming in expecting to just get everything in that first session. You know, it's it's easier for me to say to them, I offer three session bundles because there's a lot of information that comes along with growing your baby and I can't get that all to you in just one session. Yeah, I really like that you're able to say the outcome. You know, you're like, I want to get you to this outcome and it's important that we have the time to work together in order to get you there, which is really great because that's really what we're selling. You know, we're selling what they want to their life to look like for sure. So how do you approach these sales now versus when you first started? Like the sales call, getting them on a discovery call. Tell us about your process for actually making the deal. So when I first started, there was no process. My personal phone number was on my website and potential clients would call to schedule appointments whenever they felt like it. And a lot of the time I would be at my clinical job and I would run to the bathroom to take the call and schedule them. Now it's streamlined. I direct clients to apply for a discovery call through a form on my website And then they set up a scheduled time for a 30-minute Zoom call to make sure they're a good fit for my services. And it's structured. And that structure has really helped me stay organized and have stability in my daily schedule. Yeah. And what about your sales call process? How, you know, the discovery call, has that gotten easier as time has gone by? Or how do you approach those sales calls? I try to just make the sales call process just an informal conversation. And I start out by providing structure. Like this is how I usually run the call. You know, I I just, I want to learn a little bit more 
about you based off of the form that you submitted through my website. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about how I help other women going through the same thing you are. And then we'll talk about next steps. But I try to keep it very informal and make it feel like it's a conversation. So the client will feel connected to me. Yeah. And have that no like, and trust factor. You know, they see you on Instagram and now they get to get on a call with you. I think it is really important yeah. to make them feel at ease with who they're picking to be their practitioner for sure. So for sure. since kind of streamlining this sales process, getting everything more in place as you've grown, can you talk sales? Like what has your revenue looked like from when you started to where you are now? So when I started, it was pre-COVID and I was working in a physical office. I had an independent contractor working for me as well. So we had a revenue split. So I took some of the revenue that she brought in and we were bringing in usually somewhere around $5,000 a month since COVID started. And she is now, she's got two kids and she's really busy with them. So she's taking the time to be with them. So I'm now, you know, just by myself. And last month I brought in um, 6,800 and my goal for the next three months is to reach $8,000 months. Wow. Yeah. So prior to this, it was in your, your brick and mortar private practice. Yeah. Wow. And so through Libby's program, you've been able to get to 6,800 through COVID and using just Instagram marketing. Yeah. With just my own, just me in the practice where it used to be two of us bringing in around 5,000 a month. Yeah. And so you said your next goal is 8,000. What's your long-term goal? My longer term goal that I would say by the end of February, 2021, I want to reach $10,000 months. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you put a date on that, you know, being very specific and clear with, with when you want to achieve that by, and I have no doubt that you will. So what advice would you give someone who's just starting out? So there have been so many times since I've started that I felt like having a successful business as a dietitian would always just be a dream of mine, but it wouldn't actually be something attainable. There was even one time that I was at a networking lunch with a local psychologist and she asked me if I wanted to potentially share an office space with her because she knows that there's no way a dietitian could ever have a practice that would bring in enough money to support leasing your own space. So I've been there. I have felt discouraged. And the one thing I have to say to someone starting out is to just keep your head down, do the work and don't get discouraged. Um, There's always going to be professionals in your field who are doing better than you are, but it doesn't mean you can't get there yourself. So don't compare and don't give up and do what you have to do to get to where you want to be. I love that tunnel vision, right? Just keep your eye on the prize. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was definitely a huge inspiration for all of us just starting out. So tell us what is next for your business? So honestly, just continuing to grow my one-on-one coaching program for the time being. I'm due to have my daughter at the end of December. So I'd like to continue growing my one-on-one coaching program and dedicating time to my clients and Once I've reached my next financial goal, I'm going to start considering next steps. 
Nice. Well, I really love that. And congrats on your little girl. It's so exciting. (laughs) I know we're so excited. Oh, that's great. Well, why don't you let, tell the listeners where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at prenatal underscore nutritionist. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Have a good one. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.